0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Gwyn and Chris are just getting started. Sports Talk It Is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr.
2: When you first made, you know, first asked the question, I wasn't sure it was a good question. But the more I think about it, it actually is a good question. And Chris
1: Hello. I lock him up and throw away. Lock him
3: up.
1: (laughs) It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan.
2: 3 o'clock. We are into hour number 2 here on Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwen Jr. A fully healthy match gravy, And I'm going to say about a 60% chris Ello, right now in terms of his voice he seems he feels fine he looks fine voice hasn't quite caught up to the rest of his body thanks gravy but that <laughs> that 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 is a you're uh, quite welcome that is a a scraby issue and so you know moving forward i think uh it's well within chris Ello's right to completely pound scraby as much as what? he can
4: <laughs> for, for what?
2: verbally for what? verbally for the next week and a half why I'm just saying, man. Look at look at look at look at look at Chris, man. He can't even speak that much. <laughs> well, and I know, and I know that you enjoy that. I was just about to say, <laughs> don't give me an opening. I know you enjoy that, but I'm just saying, oh my God, both <laughs> of you guys, both of you guys. Sorry, yeah.
4: I'm sorry. I just had a nice listener come up and say uh, he's happy that I don't have COVID anymore. So where, where's that, guys? Why aren't you guys saying that? Well, uh, I'm just saying he uh, he also like
2: said that from, like, 25 feet. He did. He <laughs> backed up. He was like, did you really have COVID? And I said, yes, and he backed up
4: 25 feet.
2: Uh, 97.3 coverage of the winter meetings is presented by Petter Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of, Pow- of Poway. Nobody does it better than Petter of Poway. Uh, Scraby, you got a daily gambit for us? Sure. Are we hopping back into the Scraby daily gambit? I mean, as I said, Frank, he kind of changed. He kind of raised the bar on you a little bit. Um, great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just, just with you. It was so interesting to see what the daily gambit could be like, Chris. We've th- that's the thing is we've done the daily gambit this way,
4: and we've we've done the daily gambit this way, and we've been told that it's boring the way that this is done. So that's why we made changes.
2: Wow. I see. I, I haven't heard that before. That's I a, hadn't heard that. That sounds like that was made up by. by oh, Matt it
1: was me. made up. It
2: was made up.
3: <laughs> well, it might have been one of those things that people were saying. <laughs> you, know, well, lots, you know, lots, lots fond of people. Of doing lots that. of people were saying.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, without further ado, let's get to the daily gambit.
1: Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan.
4: Well, Gwen and Chris, apparently this is Frank's best segment (laughs) on the show. No, he had
3: some other good ones too. Oh, oh, is that right? (laughs) Is that right?
4: Don't don't for a second believe I didn't think about this stuff when Uh, I was at home by myself uh, watching uh, movies. Have you
2: ever heard... Of yes, head. I have.
4: <laughs> yes, I have. I said, Frank, how's it? I, I texted Frank every morning because you know you always get a little bit worried when the guy filling in for you has no questions for you. Because then I'm like, it's all a, right,
2: there's a reason to be worried. Yeah, for, yes. sure. for there, sure. There is a reason to
4: be worried. But Frank, uh, honestly, if we're just gonna give praise to Frank for a second, I, I I was able to recover without actually having to worry. Here, here, here is
2: also the real. Uh, after day one, Frank. To his credit, tried to do it solo bolo. He realized that the job at hand was a little more difficult than maybe he thought. <laughs> and he had to reach out to Scrape despite him being sick. And so Scrape certainly helped his – had his hand in the show last week. Yeah. I just I just want everybody to know I'm giving Scrapey a hard time. Yeah, yeah. He is He is irreplaceable.
0: We, I said it. There you
4: go. I, I wrote all the big five questions for Frank, and I think that Frank did uh, – he turned around and uh, he was not um, – going to use my questions (laughs) (laughs) he was going to use his own questions (laughs) he was like is there uh, there anything i can do is there anything i do and frank's like no i think i got it i'm like okay Let's go to some of the bets that Frank made. I didn't actually go through and find out who won, but Uh, the one I did find out was the USC Trojans and the Utah Utes. Now, the USC Trojans were favored in this game by two and a half points, guys. They did not win the game, and they actually got blown out by the Utah Utes. Uh, Give me a second to find the score. I could
2: could tell you his bets. I have them. I have them, too. Oh, okay. It was 47-24. Well,
4: why didn't you just say something? (laughs) Because Tony was speaking. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't mind
3: interrupting you, but I'm not going to interrupt him. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so that one was not even close. Let's go back to that game for a second because, I mean, honestly, the way it started out, USC went up and down the field yep. three times. Yep. They led 17-3, to and all of a sudden the quarterback got hurt. I wonder what would have happened had, you know, uh, the, the Williams, kids, the Williams, Williams, Caleb Williams stayed healthy because... I, I don't know if, if Utah would have ever stopped USC. That's the thing. But I know one thing, USC was never going to stop Utah. Well, that, I've never seen such a miserable tackling defense in my life. I think they gave USC officially 22 missed tackles wow. in that game. It seemed like they had 122. The, the the only difference
2: between Game 1 and Game 2 was that Kalen Williams got hurt. The, the SC Trojans didn't stop Utah the first time they matched. Yeah, that's they played. right. That's, that's why that's they right. hung up 49. Yeah. The difference was... USC didn't have the chance to keep up offensively because Caleb Williams hurt his hamstring, perhaps hurt it enough to where he might not even play in this Cotton Bowl game that they've been uh, they've been elected to go to. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate. We all were craving a West Coast team to be in this playoffs. Yeah, SC had a chance to do it. They, you know, I
3: they, don't know. And, that, and, and, I, and, that, I don't know that it would have gone well for the West Coast team in that playoff game. But you never know. Every. People say, well, look at how USC played in this game. If they'd, they'd gone to the playoff, they would have been blown out. You can never say that for no, sure. No, Because every single game is different. There's turnovers. USC, by the way, defensively, that's the one thing they normally do get is some turnovers. They, they didn't got, get any in this none. game. No. They didn't tackle anybody to be able to pop a it's, ball free. If so. you're not
2: going to tackle anybody in that kind of game, it was incredible. It's going to turn into those type of those type of plays. Yeah, where by the fourth quarter, touchdown.
3: I mean it was just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. But it, it was disappointing. But I can't say when it's all over and said and done that I'm totally depressed that USC took one on the chin. I think for Lincoln Riley, I think this was a hell of a step Heck he made yeah. this season. Heck yeah. Now he knows he's got to go another couple of steps and forward. And that's
2: the thing. I think he knew that all along. This was
3: They were playing with how money, money at this point. Maybe so. And now he's got compet- co- competition in the Pac 12. Because here comes Dion. Here comes
4: Dion. I actually have a big five question because I'm very interested to see what you guys think about Dion taking over the Buffs. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Buffaloes. All right. So we move on to the Lakers at the Bucks on Friday. Bucks were eight point favorites I in the game. I told you that game. was too many points. Ooh. I, I heard you say that. 133, 129 the Lakers won, so they covered the spread uh,
2: I got it. as Chris Chris hit on it earlier uh, this team is starting to play some some good basketball I mean it's always as I said earlier it's always dependent on Anthony Davis playing at an MVP level the year he did they won a title the last two years he didn't they've been terrible and so he started off this year not playing at an MVP level they were terrible the moment he turned it up is the moment this season has all of a sudden taken on a different form for the last Los Angeles
3: Lakers. The one thing Anthony Davis said about himself is that he actually grew up, he says, as a guard handling the basketball, distributing the basketball like eight inches. dribbling between his legs, and then all of a sudden he woke up one day and he was seven foot tall. <laughs> right. But he always had those guard skills. So he can do things that no other seven foot player, maybe in the history of the league, can do. And that's why you're right, Tony. He can't, he's not gonna put up fifty-five and seventeen every game. But he needs to have a major impact Absolutely. on every game. Absolutely. And when he does, there's, you know, they're a good, it's, good basketball it, team. It, it, it's, it makes everybody
2: on the court better. It makes LeBron's, Jay, LeBron's job so much easier at that point. And that's why you've seen them run off some of these games they have, including that ex- super impressive victory in Milwaukee against a team that finally got the full straight because Middlebrooks returned in that game.
4: That's right. Nice win. Next one on the list would be. What is it? Gonzaga and Baylor. Baylor was a plus one and a half point favorite in this basketball game. Gonzaga ended up losing this game by one point. Baylor ends up winning 64-63. That's now three losses for Gonzaga. on the Hiring
0: for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
3: Not as many as North Carolina has. They, they, they tumbled. Ooh. The preseason number one tumbled out of the twenty-five. Well, they haven't won a game. They've lost four straight games. Wait, they, they haven't won a game. North Carolina started five and zero. Oh, now they're five and four. Oh, I four see. Gonzaga's yeah. lost three. I mean, can we please take the preseason it's ratings pointless. and throw them it is, pointless? It is, is, is pointless. So it, pointless in college basketball where you have a tournament at the end of the year. Yeah.
2: Not only that, there's way more games in college basketball too. So it's like football basketball both need to get rid of these preseason polls because all it does is mess things up mess people's judgment up because of what they saw earlier in the season at the end of the
3: season yeah north carolina right now not a very good team gonzaga not really a great team right now no and you know we had brian dutcher talk about it when the aztecs got back from maui you don't want your team to be good the first week of december anyway you're still finding out what you have So
2: it doesn't mean you don't want to win games. You just don't want to be playing your best basketball during that
3: portion. That's right.
4: Last one we'll do a recap is the Illinois fighting Illini taking on Maryland Terrapins. Terrapins are a turtle, Chris. One of the documentaries that I uh, watched over the week was about aliens and Someone said that aliens are actually, they look like turtles how without did, shells. How did we just get here? Just letting you know. Because the Terrapins, 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 Oh, Terrapins. my Lord. But the Terrapins did win the game 71. <laughs> Chris just put his hands up in the air. Terrapins were one-and-a-half-point favorites, and they ended up winning by five, 71-66. No problem for them there. Yeah. All right. Now, let's go to today's bets. And San Diego State is actually playing a game tonight, guys. Yes, Basketball. they are. I'll yeah, be going. Going. It's Troy, you're
2: going. I'm going. I'm taking my son to his first Aztec wow. ball game tonight.
3: Do yourself and me a favor. Leave all your Trojans gear at home. Oh. I have no Trojans gear. I, I thought you might. No. This, Sorry. this from the it, USC days. Is Troy a Trojan? Troy is the Trojans. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Where I don't is don't Troy Trinity. from? Alabama. Wow. They made it all the way out
4: here. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego State, 16 and a half point favorite in the game. Yeah. Well, you Tony's know I, not going to let us down. Y- y- <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about these big spreads. They don't make
2: me feel comfortable at no. all. They but, took care of
4: Occidental pretty easily. I was about to say, they did take
2: care of is it, it. Did we f- decide it was Occidental? Oh, is this a conversation? This was a conversation. We didn't, Frank and I, I think Chris was there for, um, was it Monday? You were there? Uh,
3: I don't remember this We time. did not have this conversation we, oh, Monday. Oh,
2: we didn't know if it was uh, Occidental, Occidental. Uh, oh, no, it's Occidental. It's
4: Occidental. Yeah, oh, there's Like no accidental argument. with a no. Okay, there yeah, it, no it is. No argument. All right. <laughs> no <laughs> no argument. I'll take the
3: Aztecs minus 16 and a half because the Aztecs have offense now. I will
2: also take the Aztecs. at at minus 16 and a half because they also have an offense now.
4: Before we move into the Monday Night Football bet, losing money is no fun, but winning is. The BetQL app uses proven data and analytics to help you make smarter bets. BetQL looks at every bet from every game and ranks them on a scale from run to five stars with those five-star bets being your best chances to cash in. Get started today. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. All right. Now, for the Monday Night Football game tonight, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home to the New Orleans Saints, and the Saints. Uh, both teams are struggling. Both yes. teams are under five hundred. Mm-hmm. The Saints are four and eight. Bucks are five and six. But the Bucks are three point favorites in this game. What Chris has taught me is basically this game is even because the Bucks get three points for being at home. You're learning. Yes. What, what, what Bucks is this? Buccaneers. Oh, the yes. Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay. They're playing uh, the Saints. <coughs>
3: Excuse me. Tom Brady seems to always have a very tough game against the New Orleans Saints. I, I don't does. know why it is. He, he got does. shut out 9-0 by the Saints at home last year. I think he's only ago. got
2: like one win against them. Yeah,
3: he struggled against them for some reason. So beware of uh, betting the house on the Buccaneers. <laughs> what's what's the – what's the? Uh, it's only three points. Three points. So I think a lot of people are going to take yeah. the Bucks, but – I don't yeah. know. Whatever it is, Brady doesn't have all of his pieces I'm gonna working go, I'm gonna in go, concert right I'm gonna now. I'm going to go ahead
2: and take the Bucks too, because uh, is it Dalton? Is, is that yes. The court? Yeah, we're going to go
4: with the Bucs. On <laughs> Over-under is 41. That's a pretty low-scoring game for an NFL game. That is. 21-20. That's yeah, really
2: low. New Orleans ain't got nobody who can score,
4: though. That is true. Hopefully Rashad White has a good night tonight. You need Rashad White. our all right, all right, Odyssey Fantasy Football is getting tight yeah i need chris yeah. to beat his wife tonight <laughs> and he's got two by the way no, we're, okay, gonna, wait a yeah. second. we're talking, we're talking fantasy football. football you're gonna get me thrown
3: in jail <laughs> i need chris <laughs> to go home and beat his wife please tonight. please don't ever save <laughs> that, that maddie couldn't possibly have been
4: what you meant yeah, no, no. I mean, you need to, you need to, you need to have a victory in fantasy football over your wife tonight. You have, I, I think you have Rashad White. Is that it, or do you have someone
3: else? Good, good thing we cleared, cleared that Rashad up. Rashad White and Godwin, and oh. I also picked up uh, tight end. Uh, what's the uh, quarterback for the Taysom Saints? Hill? Taysom Hill. Oh I got yes. Him in another league oh so. man, Chris needs like thirty something points. And I need
4: it. you to win. Uh, I need a
3: lot of guys. I need those three guys to all have good games. I and I, down, could, I, I could. I could potentially. Be victorious over yes. her. Yes, victorious, <laughs> yes. You did not beat her. You wait, were victorious. Way to choose your words carefully. I was
2: able to take down our guy this
4: weekend, Mr. Braden Zabrini. Oh, good for lead you. Dog. Yeah, yeah. Bring him back to earth. You know what? I was bit. looking at the standings, and I'm, I'm on the brink of having a meltdown about my team not making the playoffs, guys. Yeah, it started off. I mean, you had all the procrastination. Proc- 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 proc-
2: case for
4: saying how great your season was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Thank, <laughs> God, thank goodness that I didn't take the bait and talk about the trash. It didn't seem to matter. Last thing <laughs> real quick, uh, latest we talked MV- it for you. <laughs> <laughs> latest MVP odds for the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is now at the top plus 125. Jalen Hurts plus 175. Joe Burrow plus 600. Tua Tungo Viloa plus 1200 and Josh Allen plus 1400.
3: Well, things change quickly. I don't really know how Tua is in the top five after the way he played yesterday, uh, but it is one game. We'll see if he uh, bounces back from that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes stays on top, but Joe Burrow's moving up quickly because the Bengals are playing well. It's you know it's a week to week thing. I, I you know I think Patrick Mahomes stays on top of that race as as the odds say, but you got to start considering some other players. You know, I mean, it's been the same group pretty much the entire way. Well, who else would you consider? Well, I mean, does it have to be a quarterback? I mean, it, it, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there, there's guys making plays all over the NFL. I mean, Dallas is on a serious roll right now. Dallas is winning games by like 30, 40 points almost weekly. As much as people want to like dog the, the, the Cowboys, they are ones that are showing like
2: they're peaking. They seem to be peaking at the right time.
3: But who's the, Who would be the MVP from that team? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean I'm going to put Tony Pollard in the same <laughs> breath <laughs> as no, Patrick not really. Mahomes. But, you know, it's just it's just funny to me where you have to be a quarterback. You know, I mean, watching again, I'm going to go back and get myself in trouble with you. But going back and <sighs> watching that 49er game yesterday, it goes to show you the quarterback is not the only position in the NFL on the field. I mean, some of these other guys can really play. And, and some of these other teams you know i think the real the teams that scare you the most or should scare you the most moving forward are the ones that have players other than just quarterbacks i, I honestly
2: though I, I think maybe with the exception of what i don't know 10 percent of the teams maybe not even that everybody else needs a quarterback like as there are very few well-balanced ball clubs like the 49ers i mean we just talked about it we don't there are there are any of those teams the top teams we're talking. None of those teams you could remove that quarterback, I know, and they would be worth a
3: you know what. Miami so. <laughs> Miami handed off the ball seven times yesterday in the whole game. What is that?
2: And, and and that's what that's what I was alluding to when I said they can learn something from yeah. this game. You're gonna have to even though you can't necessarily get a little bunch of yardage out of it, you got to keep that defense honest. You or
3: do if, something. If you don't, they're gonna feast like they did. They eventually did. Eat, they
2: did. All right, let's uh, step away. Let's get to break. There was an announcement. I mean, there wasn't an announcement. We know who's coming here to San Diego for the Holiday Bowl. If you haven't heard, you have to stay tuned and listen. We're going to Chris on the way. We went pretty long the last time doing uh, the Daily Gambit. Joining us here, are special guest, Russ Dorsey, national baseball insider for Bally's. You see him, well, we see him quite often. I see him almost every day. He's out in the studio <laughs>
3: every day. Before Padre Baseball, we see Russ Dorsey. Breaking down all the uh, insight on Major League Baseball, so it's fun to run into him here at the Winter Meeting.
2: It is. He came up the elevator as of like ten other guys I knew came up right behind him. <laughs> Russ, this is your first Winter Meeting. Yeah. Uh, what's been the experience so far? Because unlike you know you're 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 a hot commodity from the standpoint. I know GMs want to want to bend your ear. <laughs> they want to know what you know. You know they look at us and they usually run the opposite Stop. way. It's Everybody's different trying for to you. give you a hug. I was coming over and giving you a hug real quick.
5: <laughs> hey, man, you want to sit down? I got I, you. I dabbed you. I dabbed you. So w- what's been the experience so far? It's been cool. Like, So, yeah, it's my first one uh, as a national guy for, for Valley Sports. But it's it's my second unofficial. So okay. the first one I actually went to was in 2017. I that just, Vegas? Uh, that was Orlando. Orlando, okay. I just graduated from college and was not even there for baseball. I was working in a nonprofit right after I graduated from school and just happened to be in Orlando that that year and I'm like, man, I got to get over to the Dolphin over at Disney hey. and did not have a credential, no identification, sh- shimmied past security and just I just to gotta go. Just What's wanted that? to be in the mix. And so it's really cool to look back years later and be like, wow, that was it's nice to have a credential that you could put on and got to sneak past. I, I, I tell you what, you picked a,
2: a great at least the start of a, a good winter meetings. I mean, there's been a lot of action. Yeah. We've been to quite a few of these. We've been to a couple that have been absolute dud bombs. And then today, I mean, you had two huge signings. Right. What's been the buzz, from, at least from your standpoint, uh, on what's going on so far? So I think it
5: was all about the shortstop market, mm-hmm. to be honest. And I think the the Verlander bomb earlier today was a nice start to the day. Yeah. You, you had to expect after the Mets lost Jacob deGrom, five-year deal with the Rangers they would go out and get one of the big boys whether that was Carlos Rodon or Justin Verlander they made their decision on Verlander and you're like okay wow this is a guy who won the AL Cy Young a couple weeks ago right. right this is not like a right. guy who's on the back not- he wants to pitch till he's 45 years old right I so, believe him too I, it, right and that's not a guy who's gonna lie about what his intentions right so you pair him with Max Scherzer Tigers of old and, and they're gonna you know go out there and try to dominate you each and every night but I think when you look at the shortstop market with Trey Turner getting eleven years, three hundred from the Philadelphia Phillies, they're showing that the big boys aren't playing around. Like you look at the Astros, what they gave Abrayu. We're just won the World Series, they're trying to go back. The Phillies were just in the World Series, they're trying to go back. And I think it's a great move from the aspect. They needed a shortstop, right? You're gonna have Bryson stop be able to shift over the second, second base, base yeah. And then I think the other part of it, you know, Bryce Harper, Trey came up together with the Nationals. You're not going to have Bryce for the first, first half, half of, of the season, season. Yep. after Undergore and Tommy John, so you can have Trey Turner kind of pick up some of that slack until Bryce gets back. So monster moves, but I think we're going to start seeing some of those shortstops, you know, those dominoes start to fall here soon.
3: Russ Dorsey is with uh, Bally, and uh, he is the uh, National Baseball Insider. What are you hearing uh, from the Padres? If anything, A.J. Preller is always involved, and, I mean, this is his time to shine. And, you know, it's been exciting for Padre fans because all of a sudden now, with the ownership the way it is, the Padres are truly in on everything. I mean, they were in on Trey Turner, supposedly, in on Jose Abreu. Uh, Do you think that they're still in the mix for some of the bigger names that are left out there? I think when you think talk about the Padres, you know A.J. has some
5: up his sleeve he's not one who's afraid of making a big move when you go make the big swing for Juan Soto right I think that tells you like hey we are here to compete right now we talk about those big boys the the Mets the Phillies the Astros you got to include the Padres in that and so I think when you think about the starting pitching market that's an area where I think people think they're going to improve the DH market with a guy like either, you know, uh, a Michael Brantley or, or a J.D. Martinez. But I think when you look at what Brantley brings to the table from the left side, the guy's a winner. Like, he's won. And I think that's something that's so yeah, valued right call. now because I think when you, people look at what Kyle Schwarber brought to the Philadelphia Phillies last year, that leadership ability a guy, guys can rally around, that was just as valuable as the 46 mm. home runs that he hit last year that led the National League. Uh, so I think that's a guy that you could slot right into four, five, six in your order. He can roll out of bed, hit 310, 315. Yeah. Yep. Uh, professional even for, hitter. If he, even for a guy who's 35 years old, you, you have Fernando Tatis Jr. come back you know, with Juan Soto in that lineup. I think that's a guy that you could say, okay, we can really do some damage with a professional hitter like that. Did it surprise
2: you? We talked about Trey Turner, 11 years, 300. It It's felt like... We were starting to get away from Mm -hmm. those really long deals, especially for somebody that had reached the age of 30. Was it a surprise
5: at all that he got the amount of years that he got? The years, yes. Okay. The 300, no. No, Because when you look at a dynamic player like a Trey Turner, you're like, okay, you're paying for the bags. You're paying for a guy who's added a lot of pop, a guy who's been top 10 in MVP voting, I think. of the last six seasons and so that's a guy you're 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 paying for a dude that you can slot in each and every day goes to the post every day I think with the thing with Trey Turner that I'm surprised by you know is a guy whose game is predicated on a lot of speed and while he doesn't steal 40 bags anymore speed is still an important part of his game and sometimes you wonder okay when the speed goes away who is are we looking at a second baseman at that point so you know, Dave Dombrowski and Sam Fold said we don't care about that we think this is a guy that we can make one of the pillars of our franchise we just signed bryce to 13 330 a couple off seasons ago and they want trey turner to be one of those other pillars for that franchise
3: russ dorsey the uh television show is called the rally and uh, the network is uh, the valley network it's a uh, network that you watch padre baseball on and we watch russ and his Cohorts every day, so we want to know about your cohorts. Yeah. Especially the famous Brooke Fletcher. We know nothing about Brooke Fletcher other than she is the daughter of a former Major League yes. Ball player, right? Yes. She hosts this show. We watch in amazement. Tell us she's imperfect. No, listen. Brooke is Brooke's fantastic. She
5: actually just came back from vacation, so we, we missed her in Good studio. Her. But, you know, Brooke is super talented, whether it's doing baseball, doing sidelines on baseball. Uh, college football which he got into this year and was great at that like she's great the thing i i give her uh crap about all the time is she has a million hometowns so she was <laughs> you know her, when, when your dad tony you know when your dad plays in the big leagues you're bouncing you're around, bouncing around. There you, go. So, you know she was born in milwaukee she's raised in atlanta so that's really her hometown, if we're going to do it. But she was in Detroit for a while. So she, she claims loved all it's of claim, it. it's claim everything. I'm like, Brooke, you get one town. You don't get four or five. One hometown. And if we're going to keep it a buck, your hometown's Milwaukee because that was where you're going. Right,
2: right. Russ, we ran into each other in uh, LCS. Yeah. Um, that Philly Padres series. Yeah. You got a chance to cover it. I don't know how many you've had the chance to cover. Uh, but that was, although the series ended up shorter, it didn't when it was over it didn't feel, it didn't feel like short. it didn't feel like a <laughs> short series right. there was there was some really good
5: baseball being played in those games it felt like there was two heavyweights going at it right yeah. and you, and you had the Phillies come out early with haymakers and then you have the, the the Padres come back and say hey we're, we're not gonna go out quietly right, here right. we're gonna stretch it. if you're gonna beat us you go you're gonna, you're gonna you have, have to beat, earn it yeah right, right you're gonna have to earn it and you really started to see juan soto be juan soto towards the end of that series which if you're a padres fan out there i would be feeling really good because he was able to turn on some balls where you're like yeah that's that's the juan soto that you pay for that you expect to have for the next couple of seasons point no in that lineup in san diego and so when i look at that series even how it ended with harper hitting the bomb to send the phillies into the world series it's cool because that's a guy we saw on the cover of si at high, in high school. At, at 16 Not years even old, at high, even, yeah, high school. At yeah. 16 years old. Yeah. And everything that we thought he could be, he's done. Two-time MVP. Sent a team to the World Series. Led a franchise uh, to that point. And it's like, man, this is really cool baseball. Whether you're a fan, whether you're somebody like us in baseball. Like, this was high-level baseball
2: it really at its was. finest. I, I, I tell you what, there are, I, I said this at the end of that series. And I mean it. I don't really think it mattered who the Padres brought in in that particular moment. Bryce was having his moment. Yeah. And yeah. listen, you bring up a good point. Other than LeBron James, I can't think of anybody else who's been on the cover of SI at that age and has lived up, if not exceeded, right. expectations that have been put behind put behind, in front of him, I should say.
5: Had, had he just been a multiple-time All-Star? You're like, all right, for a kid who like, had uh, that many expectations to be an All-Star, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Right guy's a two-time MVP before he turned 30 years old. Yeah. That's he, really impressive. He, he's, he's still got
2: a lot of good baseball a lot of hardware left in front of him. <laughs> yeah, left in front of him. Uh, Russ, as always, man, it's nice catching up. Appreciate you coming on the whim to, to join the show Russ Dorsey, Nice Nashville. meeting you, Russ. Nice meeting nice. you. Great It's great to
3: see you and meet you after watching you because we honestly have you on every day in the studio, so yeah, it's great. A, thank you, He's guys. a star. Cool. He's a star. Yeah, us, thanks, brother. That's a great I job. It,
2: <laughs> We're going to get the break. When we come back, more
1: Gwen and Chris on the way.
5: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella, is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight Better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Modella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois
2: the clock we got to get moving here we are uh have hung on to some of our um segments a little bit longer than we would have liked but it's been that kind of day and usually it is that kind of day when you are here grabbing people randomly to join your show at the winter meetings tony Gwynn jr chris Sello, matt scraby uh i promised you guys i'd tell you who was in the holiday ball well that didn't work out the last segment because we ended up getting a guest So you'll find out who's in it, if you don't already know, in the Big Five. Before we get to the Big Five, here's some traffic.
4: All right, well, this is normally the point in the show where I fix the logs. But since I haven't been in, we don't have the Big Five open. But we're going to get through as many Big Five topics as I possibly can. Can we do the Big
3: Five without the open?
4: Uh, We're going to prove that we can do it. It's going to feel naked. We're so, gonna prove that we can do so, it. So, Maddie, if you could put a bed into the stack and get that going, we'll just get going on these uh, big five topics. But first, this hour ninety seven three the fan is brought to you by Gomez Trial Attorneys. Seriously injured, get a real trial attorney, get Gomez. So number Oh, there we go. Number five. I told you Maddie got it. No, Maddie's got it. She's it got was it. me not telling Maddie what to That's what to odd. be prepared you, for. You leaving oh, out you oh, leaving right? out directions. Maddie, while we're on it, can you please hit number five? She already did. No, I said that. Check on the latest in sports. Oh. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, you can put it down now. It's we're all going bad. off the rails. We're going <laughs> off the rails. Uh, first, Oregon and North Carolina are the teams in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, so, Tony, that was what you were going to announce. I actually was pretty shocked and surprised at how good of a name brand that they have in this, this Holiday Bowl. It's going to be at Petco Park. I know that people are a little bit confused as to why it's not at Snapdragon Stadium, but Petco Park does own Holiday Bowl for like the next four years or something like that. But uh, Chris, you're up first. Is this the biggest Holiday Bowl we've had in the last 10 years?
3: Uh, Don't know because I can't think of all 10 we've had. Where were you? But I know it's the best one we've had in three years. Because we didn't get one last year, and we didn't get one the year before that. Oh, yeah. I hope no
4: one cancels on us. I'm pretty excited to have Why didn't we get one last year again?
3: Uh, Because UCLA went home.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Tony was setting that up. You were just just setting me up to get angry.
1: Yes.
3: The University of Spoiled, California,
1: <laughs> Lazy Bleeps. Oh, my goodness. Drove back <laughs> up oh home goodness. and said I heard, they
3: couldn't play.
2: I, heard, I hadn't heard that combo no, yet. No. That's a new one. That, that is a new one. one. I might have to
4: break that one out. Yeah. <laughs> but you like this one. It's a good one. I
3: think it is a good It is a good name matchup. should be a good match. You know, and look, the Holiday Bowl always gets pretty good teams. I mean, they, they're their tie-in now is with the ACC and with the Pac-12. So, you know, the way it turned out. I mean, uh, you know, they could have almost, from what I understand, they came very close to getting Notre Dame mm. instead of getting North Carolina. North Carolina is a nice draw, not Notre Dame. But they Ooh. battled right down to the very end with the Gator Bowl, and the Gator Bowl ended up getting Notre Dame. And, But I think North Carolina. How does a battle like that take place? Yeah, like, I, what's, it's what is the battle close door? I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what they what The bowl what don't they us offer. Notre Dame. We're going to do this. Yeah. I think yeah, the I'm not games sure what have, they do
4: have a say in what teams that they get.
3: There's usually a pecking order, but from what I understand, this time Notre Dame was right in between going to the Gator Bowl or coming to San Diego and chose to go to Jacksonville, Florida. Oh. Have a nice trip, yeah. Irish. <laughs> God <laughs> bless nice y'all. Trip. Have a
4: nice trip. Uh, Tony, what do you think about this version of the Holiday Bowl? Oregon and North Carolina.
2: I think it's a tremendous uniform matchup
4: it is is yeah it is a
3: tremendous uniform matchup yeah you're gonna have the powder blue and the crazy Phil Knight Oregon unis I, I think these
2: two teams specifically obviously Phil Knight went to Oregon so they are laced up but before Oregon became a real thing North Carolina really was I think kind of the poster child for Nike, right? Jordan went there. They had they all. They got the Carolina. They had the they Carolina got the blue. blue. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's I, gonna be a good. I think this uniform is, matchup. All jokes aside aside for the uniform matchup, I think this is a good matchup for that people will be intrigued to want to go see, and considering it's at Petco Park, which will be the first football game we did, we were supposed to have it last year, but. Yeah. As, yeah. as Chris, Why didn't we
3: have it again? Chris so eloquently put, <laughs> UCLA decided to go home. I don't know if we could say it again on the radio. Yeah, I don't know. It was not crazy. It was, <laughs> was not crazy. It was out there. But
4: I, I like this matchup for sure. All right, moving on, Maddie. Number four so Jason Stark he's here somewhere we actually did talk to him for a second from Starkville from Starkville he is from the athletic and he wrote out some of the rule changes for next year and I noticed something I know has been said on this show but I never had to really think about it before so here's what he wrote starting next year pitchers have just 15 seconds to deliver a pitch with nobody on base in 20 seconds with runners on. Hitters have to be in the box, alert to the pitcher. So if there's a violation by the pitcher, the umpire can call a ball, even if it's with ball four mm. and base is loaded. Mm. If there's a violation by the hitter, the umpire can call a strike, even if it's strike three with two outs and the tying run is on third base. And, uh, and Jason Stark also adds in there, won't that keep the talk show business alive? It will. Oh, it will indeed it will. So, Tony, do you see foresee massive issues with umpires being able to make these judgment calls and award a ball or strike? Well, it's not a judgment call. The clock goes off, okay. and you're not right. where you're supposed All to be. Right. The rule right.
2: is it's a strike or a ball. Get no ready. Ju- no judgment. And yeah. so uh, here's what I'll say. I'll say that Major League Baseball, instituting those rules, as they said it's going to be in spring training, will cut down on what you said was what, a massive problem? How did you word that question? Spring
3: training is going to be chaos. Now, now
2: spring training is going to be chaos. You're going to catch a dude trying to make a team, like having one of those rough at-bats may take a little bit too long. Pitcher on the same same side trying to make a team, and he gets a ball called on him, and it leads to like a seven-run inning. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, I think spring training is the perfect, really, land to kind of open <laughs> up this rule and kind of get it out. Because what you don't want is for, what, March 31st or April 1st, whenever the season starts to roll around. And it's like, all right, guys, we're going to put the rule in now. Because you know what? At this point, all these numbers count. All these wins count. Spring training is the perfect place to, to start this rule. And, and because of that, I think it will be less of an issue um, – regular season.
3: I think it'll be a big issue in April. I wonder how long, A, the players are going to need to adjust to it, and B, I wonder how much late, longer into the season the umpires will call it. From the official side of things, they always tell us doing basketball, you want to call a little more traveling, a little more hand-checking, a little more of this. Call it early in the season. Get the message out. And all the officials do it early in the season. And then as the season goes on, everybody goes back to the way they once were. So it'll be interesting to see, A, if the players are able to adjust, B, if the umpires keep calling it. One of the one of the interesting test
2: cases right now is happening in the NBA. Uh, I don't know that they actually released a memo, said they were going to pay much more attention to traveling, but it is up, and it is causing a lot of frustration in the NBA. But they also, you know, maybe don't have as long of a of – a, preseason for their for their I sake. saw
3: seven travels called in the Bulls Warriors game Friday night yeah. one was even called on Steph Curry himself
2: I, I, if I'm not mistaken I heard that four of the six were on Steph Curry and whoever the other big guard is in that in that trio there so it was
3: uh, it was very opening to be sure we'll see if they keep calling it though all right Maddie. number three the Carolina Panthers are done with one of their
4: quarterbacks they traded for just five months ago According to many, many, many reports, the Panthers are expected or have released quarterback Baker Mayfield. Well, you're new. You're new quarterback. He's going to hit waivers new new when it's finalized later today. I do feel like that's going to be he's going I, to be a I 49er. I think it's happening. I but think it's Chris, happening. what do you think is up next for Baker Mayfield?
3: I, I don't think he's going to become a 49er. You don't? No, I don't. I, I think Tony. <laughs> well, I mean, having some fun Who else do they have, honestly? I, they don't I, have I, any other quarterbacks. Well, they signed Josh Johnson today. The old USD quarterback. I'm happy to have Josh Johnson there. Did got signed by did the, they sign Josh yeah, again. The 49ers did sign Josh Johnson. I I don't. By the, the way, good for him for continuing yeah, to get still, signed. He's still lighting up a job. I I I don't think Baker. I think Baker Mayfield would be a distraction to a championship style team right now. Maybe you try to bring him in under all the perfect circumstances and give him one of those last will and rights type of speeches, you know, before you bring him in. But I, I don't know where Baker Mayfield's going to go. I mean, his star has faded pretty pretty fast here. That's why if I'm Baker, I don't need to
2: start. I just want to be in a system where I can learn how to play the position the way it's supposed to be played and have some actual stability. Everywhere he's gone, he's had no stability. We, we see this often at the quarterback position, whether it's Alex Smith. I mean, you could. there's a long list of guys who come into the league. They come into the wrong situation. Even Sam Darnold. And it's Rocky. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they find... A, a, a terrific coach, and they could be a backup for. Look at Geno Smith. Yeah. Look at Geno Smith. I mean, he's having. He's gonna probably be the comeback player of the year. Yeah, that's and, true. And and it it's you all because he's been in a system that he is comfortable with, and he, he got some good coaching.
4: By the way, did you guys see Pete Carroll getting in the middle of their their hype yesterday when DK Metcalf
2: and Jalen Ramsey were going at let it? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Uh, he better be
4: careful. I know he thinks he's, he's young in mind, but them, that
2: body's not going to be able to take too much uh, too much punishment.
4: No, it will not, but that was pretty funny. All right, let's go to the next. Number two. Portugal coach Fernando Santos strongly condemned Cristiano Ronaldo's reaction to being substituted in Friday's World Cup game against South Korea, and he refused to confirm whether the striker is going to play against Switzerland tomorrow ronaldo looked visibly frustrated when he was replaced in the 65th minute of the 2-1 defeat with cameras catching the 37 year old appearing to say he's in a rush to sub me this is on the heels of ronaldo badmouthing manchester united so he could get released and then sign a 250 million dollar contract with a team in saudi arabia so uh tony you're up first is this ronaldo just being a competitor or is ronaldo a jerk <laughs> I, I'm going with the latter. Of
2: course you are. I can
4: tell. I mean, this, I'm just going to badmouth my organization called, so I can get out of my called,
2: contract I, I, If we were in a, a court right now, this would be leading the witness right here <laughs> with your question. That's true.
4: Um, That's
2: true. I will say. <laughs> jerk? <laughs> Chris just delivered the word jerk to Tony on a platter. Um, I will say that it's a combination of him probably being competitive, but also not realizing that, you know, he's coming to that point in his career.
4: still scoring. He's still playing well. and,
2: And maybe it's justified because he's still that guy and he's on the pitch and he's putting in goals. But ultimately, no team really wants to deal with a headache regardless of how good you are. Because once it starts to disrupt the actual team, it becomes a problem. Now, it hasn't been a problem to this point. They've won their – they're into the the knockout round. I think this is a ruse by their coach, by the way. I don't think there's Mm. any chance they don't play them because you're losing – you know, you lose for the USA and you go home, okay. You lose them as Portugal and there's expectation. That means
3: a whole lot different. Chris? I'm just going to answer your question and leave you time for the last uh, question. Do you know what the last question is? No, but my answer to this question is that he's a competitive jerk. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go to the last one. <laughs> Number one.
4: Uh mm, I'm stuck. Okay, let's mm. do this one. Because I have the Heisman finalist, but who really cares about the Heisman these days? No. So oh, you want Juicy? Is that where we're going right now? No well, Deion Sanders is just yeah, okay. informed. Yeah, Jackson Dion. State football team. He this is a tweet from someone that apparently was in the room, so I just read it like I was in the room. But he's going to be the head football coach at the University of Colorado for the Buffaloes. Chris, how many years do you think Dion needs before Colorado is competing for a Pac-12
3: championship? Next year. Honestly, Next I don't year. think it's impossible. Next year,
4: they were one of the worst teams in football this Tulane year.
3: Tulane was 2-9 and nine last year. They're in a uh, Cotton Bowl this year. Um, you know, look, TCU was 6-6 six and six last year. They're playing for the national championship. Speak to College them. football can change now on a dime. Deion Sanders is probably one of the best salesmen I've ever seen. Transfer Portal is going to be busy going to He's Colorado. He's already <laughs> recruited 25 kids to this at school least. before he even sat down at the podium yesterday. Uh, I, I don't I don't think – I'll be surprised if Colorado is not in the hunt for the Pac-12 title next year. I believe in Deion that much. We're going to get Tony's answer. I'm going to say two. I'm oh, say two I was going to say on the other oh, side. Are you going to give right. two. Oh. okay. Oh. Well, we can get it on the other side then. I'll give
2: you my more expanded explanation on the other side. All right. Gwen and Chris, four o'clock hour. Remember, we're only with you till four thirty. Monday night football. I have no idea who's playing. Saints and Buccaneers. There it is. Saints and Bucks. More Gwen and Chris on the way.